welcome everyone welcome back to episode three now of i know nothing about property where we discuss anything property related to help people who are starting out uh, on how we started out our journeys and see if we can learn from our mistakes or learn from anything that we did good and um we're also talking about anything in property that may help people that are looking to scale and sharing some gems that we have learned as well from our own experience and from other people's experience. So my name is Muzzy and I'm here with... Hi everyone, my name's Harry. Um, I'm a co-host. So yeah, as Muzzy said, what, the aim of this podcast is literally to help people. Um, we're, we're not claiming to be experts, but we're claiming to have made a lot of mistakes along the way. So hopefully we can point out those mistakes and make sure you don't make the same ones. Absolutely, absolutely. And in terms of when it comes to property, really, um, the mistakes can be painful. And as much as we have learned a lot in a painful way, so to speak, it will be good if you actually learn from someone else's mistakes when it comes to property. So if you do make mistakes, you make mistakes that no one else has made and learn from that too. So what we're talking about today is um, a topic that we've We've been talking about for a while, actually, and um, we we see we see a lot <laughs> out in the journeys that we have. And when I say we talk about it for a while, we're talking about it just before we started. Really, to be fair, <laughs> <laughs> you see how well organized we are. We planned this for weeks, <laughs> so we want to talk about valuing yourself. Um, and this is the concept of. Um, putting value to yourself and if I can try to just summarize that concept or that topic so to speak is um, when quite a lot of times people approach uh, certain situations in property where they feel inferior um, I'll give an example where you've got a property deal but you haven't got the funds you haven't got the money to make that happen you found a property that you want to buy but you don't have the money and you want to either joint venture or raise the funds and you absolutely idolize the person or the people that have the funds and don't actually realize that you have quite a lot of value that you've just bought there because that deal is not happening without your knowledge that deal is not happening without your time and to make the matters a little bit more complicated if you're one of the people who don't have the knowledge itself and you're thinking, okay, I don't have the knowledge, I rarely have any of the time, and um, I don't have the money. So what value do I bring to it? And this is what we want to talk about here in terms of um, what value you have, and you need to focus on what value you actually have, bring that to the table, and you're going to be more of an attractive person to work with if you see the value in you. Yeah. So wanted to talk about um, Harry's experience as well in terms of that. And uh, Harry, if you can tell us what you think of the topic from your experience. Yeah, so I, I mean, I love this topic because it's, it's it, it feels like it's really specific to me and hopefully it'll feel like it's specific to everyone. Um, I, as, as some of you know, I'm quite young in property. Um, I don't have the knowledge that a lot of people in the industry do. And when I started off, it was quite daunting. Um, I mean... There was a there was there was a time when I didn't want to put myself out there and put myself on social media. I didn't want to do a lot of things that I should have been doing. I knew I had to do to get the business going, 
because I either didn't want to um, embarrass myself or I didn't think some of the content I was looking to produce, I didn't think anyone would care about it. I just thought it was just um, just things that everyone knew or everyone could do. And I just I just didn't pick up on it. So, I mean, this is this is a great topic and something I can't wait to mm. dig into. Absolutely. And and I, I can I can vouch for Harry as well. Actually, when he started, um, it, it was only pictures and maybe words that we saw on posts. And I used to just think, does, does he actually know that no one knows what he even looks like? <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even have my profile picture as my face. I mean, I didn't, I know, I didn't wanna, the, the, what I used to think was right. See, they'll see I'm um, at the time I was a 18 or seven. I think it was 17 at the time. Hmm. Oh, yeah. So I said, okay, so right, we'll go with 17. Um, so I was thinking right at the time, they're literally going to see me um, 17, not a hair on my chin. They're going to think who on earth is this guy getting into property? No trust whatsoever. Um, I'm not going to learn anything. That's my beliefs. I thought, I put out every you you'll probably remember was it the only thing mm. I used to put out was motivational posts every yeah. single day like clockwork. It'd be a motivational post of caught read from online. And yeah, they were getting a few likes, but it wasn't getting any traction. No one knew who I was and no one knew what I wanted to do. Still today, I have people tell me I I I I don't know what you do in property. What is it that you do? And again, mm. that's that's an issue for me and something I'm trying to work on this year. Um but you've got to really assess what your values are. And when you assess your value, your value of what, how you are valuable, I think that really plays into selecting a strategy as well. Because if you're going to analyze, right, this is what value I can bring to the table, play that into whatever strategy. I think it's really good to do this when you're right at the beginning and assessing how you're going to get into property. If I'd done it at the start, I think it would have been a lot easier. Um, and I'd definitely be in a better position than where I was today. Yeah. Absolutely. And you touched on the fact that it's it's the value you bring to the table. And um, in, in any sort of like strategy that you're looking to do, if you don't actually value yourself, uh, it's going to be a struggle for anyone to see the value in you. Yeah. Okay. And whatever it is that you feel about yourself, you're going to portray that to other people. And even if they hadn't seen it. So one of your, um, at the start, what you, what you used to say quite a lot is, is my age, my age. People are not going to find me credible because of my age. And I could see it in you as you were talking about it. I could see it in you even when you weren't talking about it. And the concept of if you've actually made yourself inferior, reduced your value within yourself, everyone else can see it. And you're giving everyone else the leverage. And this is the concept of, if we take an example for people that are already in property, um, in, in terms of purchasing property. So you, you find a property, but you don't have the money for it. Okay. But you've done all the work of doing the research about the area, finding a very good deal by, for example, finding a direct to vendor where you posting leaflets or sending letters directly. You've done the research and finding the value of those houses and you find one that is really below market value. And those in property understand that that is not an easy thing to do. So you do all of that work, you package that deal and now you're looking for funds. After doing all of that work, the person with the funds, all they need to do is press a couple of buttons to send the money to your account. But somehow we usually see them as the high person. We see them as the superior person. And yet you've just done all that work. You've exerted all that knowledge and all that skill to find that deal. But 
when we come to ask for money, we make ourselves inferior. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. I and think, this is a topic I wanted us to touch on. Yeah. I think I think one of the first things everyone should do when you when you trying to identify identify your value is just write down all your strengths. What have you got going for you? How how what have you got going for you in all aspects? So don't just look at property. Um, I mean, for example, if you're in property, I don't know, say you're a tradesman, say you're an electrician, that could be one of your strengths. But that's not your only one. Stuff like time. People don't think time is a massive strength in property. If you've got a lot of time, people, if you've got a lot of time and you, you're hard work and you've got other skills as well, that, that's massive for some people. A lot of these investors aren't looking, aren't able to look for properties. They've got a lot of other things going on. There's a lot of... Um, people who invest in property on the side, like doctors, very, very busy people who don't have the time. And that is one of the key things. If you've got time, it's probably one of the best things about starting off in property because you're not overrun with everything, you have time. So whether you apply that time to learning more skills or helping other people with their work, it's going to bring value. Mm -hmm. And that, that is a fantastic point. Uh, for anyone who's looking to start from scratch, where they're thinking, I want to be involved in property, but I don't have the, the money to get started. I don't have the knowledge, but at the minute, I'm just going to uni or I'm just going to college. I do have a bit of time to actually start learning. That time is one of the most valuable things you can actually bring to the table. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize this, but... Um, you can actually go find someone who's doing what you want to do and offer to work for them for free. I did that. I did. I did that. that. You, you actually did. You did the exact same thing. Yeah. And yeah, we yeah. always say to start in property, the, the first thing you need to do is try to educate yourself and you can educate yourself by either going to a training company or just following someone who's already doing what you're looking to do. I, so why not actually go work for someone for free? Yeah, I did both. So um, I'll just touch, I think I'll just touch on both of them. So one of the great things about actually being in the field and kind of shadowing people, because that's, I mean, that's what you're doing. You, you can call it working for free, but it's, it's more shadowing um, or one-to-one -one mentorship. That's how yeah. I like to see it because it's like, it's the, the way to, the way to best look at it is it's like being in school. You don't get paid to go to school but you learn and you do tasks. So you do work all the time and it, it feels like you're getting nothing out of it, but you're actually getting a lot of education, aren't you? And the reason they make you do homework and stuff like that is to practice those skills. So mm -hmm. working for free shouldn't be seen as, oh, I'm work, putting all this effort in and getting nothing back. It should be seen as I'm furthering my education. I'm putting in this time, they're getting me to do tasks, whether it's going out and viewing properties, negotiating with agents. They're not just getting you to do it because they want to, to ease the load off them. They're getting you to do it so you learn. And the more and more you do that, the more and more you're viewing these properties and negotiates, the more comfortable you become. So when you get to a point where you either go on your own or they say, look, you, you've become really valuable. We'd like to start paying you and take you on full-time you have a lot of value there and it's a really good way to build it up however saying that i think training is still really important because there's a lot of things you can miss just by shadowing i mean i shadowed someone i i was basically working for three free for three months um in property sourcing and 
there was still we we learned we learned all the basic things how to analyze deals but there was still certain things that you aren't taught because either you didn't get to that point um or that's something they concentrate on so uh, one of the things i wasn't really taught was the the actual um completion side of a property mm-hmm. so uh, I, I was shown how to do the negotiations i was shown how to find deals was shown how to um analyze the deals but the actual bit where you right now we're going to take on the properties and we need to get solicitors in we need to get a survey done on the property i never experienced that because that was something they handled so yeah. i think it's good to do both uh-huh. and bring them together um and really build your knowledge and skills up absolutely absolutely and and you've you've touched on really important points there in how you can utilize your time if time is all you have because um it can actually be one of the most valuable things that you can offer to anyone who's already in property and that can be the value that you bring in now you've already mentioned that as you go in to to sort of like shadow or work for free but gaining that information or gaining that knowledge you're doing them a favor, yes, because they're allowing you to do certain things and they're not having to pay for it. But ultimately, the person who's really, really gaining out of this is yourself. Yeah. Because those skills you can take anywhere. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Knowledge, you can take it anywhere. Yeah. It's an internship at the end of the day. It's an internship. Absolutely. I mean, people say, I don't want to go and work for free. And it really does my head. And that's the simplest way to put it. It really annoys me because it's not going to work for free. It's, it's like going to university, but without paying. That's how I say you, you go to university. Yeah. You get student finance and all that, but it's like doing that and um, gaining knowledge that you want to do. It's mm-hmm. something you want to do. You need to be knowledgeable on it. Again, I just want to sh- say this. You, you, you still have to be careful of who you go with. You don't want to be going with people who are literally going to take advantage of you and you're going to be sitting in the office and your job is to get the coffee. That is not what you want to do. Of course, you can get the coffee every now and again. because that's speaking from experience, Harry. In some cases, yeah. So, of course, you of course you can do little things like that, run out to the shop, get lunch, that type of thing's fine. But you, you've got to make sure you are getting some value out of it. Yeah. Um, we also, as, as, as we touched on earlier, we, we said about how you should write your strengths down. Something I do, um, I know this may be hard for people to believe, but I, I, I sometimes undervalue myself a lot. I know I mean, sometimes it may come across a bit big-headed, but when I actually look into it, I undervalue myself a lot. I try and get someone else to write your strengths. If that's you and you feel, if you're sitting there and you, you're thinking, well, I don't have any strengths, I know anything like that. You do, you do. Like, let's be serious, you do. Get someone else, get a family member, get a friend and get them and just say, can you write down my strengths? I'm looking to become a property investor or get into property somehow. Mm-hmm. Can you write down my strengths? What do you think I'm good at? And then that's the list you go on because other people mm-hmm. evaluate you often a lot truth, more truthful than how you evaluate yourself. Absolutely. And that's a, that's a really good way of looking at it. If you can find someone, a friend, a family who can actually put some value to you and you can assess it still as well dependent on what they actually put down because sometimes friends and family can actually make it seem better than what it really is yeah, yeah, yeah. that, that uh, is another thing yeah, yeah. 
yeah. balance it out, have a look at it yourself. Ultimately, what we want to build is, is a bit of credibility. Now, I've spoken to quite a lot of, uh, of my mentees to start with who actually come in and say, well, I've got no credibility. I'm going to go to speak to an agent and what do I have? Yeah, what, what, do, what do I actually have? Now, this is one of the things that you, uh, I've noticed you actually do really well, Harry, is you've got a network of people and you leverage their time, you leverage their knowledge, you leverage their experience and you leverage their money as well. So once you actually start working with someone, they are now part of your network. And if you know them well enough to actually have a good understanding of what they do, and they are okay with you actually leveraging their knowledge or leveraging the network, you can approach anyone and say, we do this using someone else's resource. We do that to get yourself through the door. And once you've got your either your first deal or your first connection or your first uh, amount of funds that you've raised, you can then start using your own leverage and you're leveraging on your own experience, your own resource and things that you've actually started with. But what you need to realize that is the people that you have in your network are your value. Yeah. If at the point you're starting out, you're saying, I don't have any properties, I don't have any money, but you have a network of people that have properties. You have a network of people that have money. That's where your value is. You are the connector. Yeah. Okay. You have those people, you have that network, that right there is your value. So that should firstly boost your confidence when you're approaching anything or any circumstances that you're going to need that leverage for. And it should actually bring your value up. When you have that, you people can tell that you're a little bit more confident. People can tell that if you were to say, we have 10 properties in this area. This is something that we do in and out. We understand how the process works and we will be taking care of your property. The way that you speak with that bit of confidence puts a lot of value out as people are listening and watching the way that you speak. And yeah. they don't actually necessarily need to validate as much. You, yeah. Know? Yeah. you know, when you say something and, and if your body language is going one way and the words you're saying are going another way, that increases the chances of people on the other side thinking, let's verify this information. Yeah. 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 But if you have that confidence and that confidence comes from that self-value, and this is what we wanted to sort of touch on, say valuing yourself, that self-value, if you believe that you are valuable, you have something to bring to the table, it will come across in the way that you talk. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I mean, like you said, leverage other people's um, knowledge, leverage other people's, don't leverage other people's kind of um businesses because i mean not in a bad way but in a good so for, let, let me let me put an example um if i was completely new to sa now um looking back at it what i would do and i was looking to get a property in coventry right but i'd networked and i'd i'd networked like crazy um i was part of like really really good groups so like i don't know hw property network something something really good like that um i <laughs> <laughs> just a little plug there but i um, i what i do is i i talk to people in the group i say who does rent to sa in coventry blah 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 some like mozzie would pop up and say oh i do rent to sa in coventry when i was speaking to in a stage and something i'd say was they say oh so do you do you have any other units or something like that i i just say we're connected with a few rent to service accommodation uh companies in coventry because you are that's not a lie you're connected to mozzie Absolutely. Mozzie, mozzie owns a rent to rent 
service accommodation in Coventry, you're connected to them. You're not lying at all. But that sounds, as you said, it gives a lot more value that you're more valuable out and it gives a lot, builds a lot more rapport than just going in blindly. And it's it's as simple as being in a network group, announcing yourself, telling people who you are. A few people will respond to you. When they respond to you, hook up with them, see what they're doing. Um, and then you can leverage other people as well. Leverage your contacts. As you said, be a connector. Exactly, exactly. And this is one of the other really important thing about building relationships, because you don't know when you're going to need that person. And even if you don't need them to be there, just you of uh, telling people that you are connected with that person can do enough to be able to take you to the next level and do enough for you to get through the door essentially. And just like the example that you've mentioned, um, that you can leverage on our properties in Coventry if you're looking to get the next one. And you can just mention that you're connected to Muzzy and that will be enough even though Muzzy himself hasn't actually been to the agent to say, yes, I'm connected to him, you know, just the fact that you can say that. And obviously you need to make sure Muzzy is okay with you actually leveraging on his, his network or leveraging on his knowledge. You need to have that relationship, like we said at the start, build that relationship, make sure that they're okay for you to use that, use your, use their resource, use their knowledge, use their, their money essentially if need be. But um, that's the concept of putting value to yourself. This is especially for people that are looking to start out that think they haven't got much to bring to the table. Uh, I don't have properties or I don't have money. And even those that think I've got a bit of money, but I don't have time. So I haven't got much to bring to the table. You'll be surprised how what you are bringing down as value is super valuable to someone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if someone walked up to you, if I, any property investor just starting out or even really experienced property investors, if someone walks up to you and they say, and they're just completely new, never done property, and they say, don't have any knowledge, but I got 100K in the bank, you're that person's best friend. That's how it works in property, isn't Absolutely. it? Money Absolutely. Money is something everyone's always looking for. Everyone's always looking for JV partners, fixed returns. And when you do those JV partners and fixed returns, a lot of people will offer to teach you the whole process. So a lot of people say, look, we'll give you a fixed return of blah, blah, blah. But what we're going to do is we're going to run you through the process. Um, and we're going to do a couple of projects with you. Say we'll have, take the money on for three years. We'll run you through the process. And after that, when you get your money back, you can do it yourself. So that's yeah. kind of a different way of shadowing in sort. You're shadowing, uh -huh. but you're buying into it. And then that's where you get really, really good. But as we yeah. said, you don't, you don't need money. If you've got time, you you just need to if you got if you if you had a couple of hours a day four or five hours a day imagine what you could achieve if you just rammed your head into books for five hours a day just studied up studied up did courses everything like that. the amount of knowledge you would have you could go to any network meeting in the uk and as if there were investors there looking looking to invest and you had really outstanding knowledge they're just going to mm. jump at you I mean, I, I, I've seen it. I've, I've literally seen people who just just so knowledgeable. I mean, Clubhouse is an example. I've seen on Clubhouse people who's just so knowledgeable. People are just like, oh, would you be interested in JVM with me? Would you be? And it's just, it's and it's, this it's, just money flowing. It's because at the time, so time mm -hmm. is probably the most powerful. There's loads of other things. I mean, you could you can pick up if you had a previous job, you can pick up from that. So I mean, if you were if you're a tech guy um you could i don't know you could and you you could joint venture with um 
joint venture with someone, do some marketing, build a website, something like that. Bring that type of value. If you're looking to work with other people um, or shadow them for free, some of your value could be from your previous jobs. You've got a leadership role, you could manage. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you you touched on um, an example where you say, if someone were to say, I haven't got any knowledge in property, I haven't got any time, but I've got a hundred grand to invest they become your best friend. Now, for a person who doesn't have money and has loads of time, money is the most valuable thing. But if you twist that same coin, for a person who's got loads of money and no time, the value is the time, okay? So if you turn up and say, I haven't got any money, I've got so much passion in property and I've got loads of time to go look for them, that's the same as someone coming to you to say, I've got a hundred grand. Because that time is valuable to them because that's what they don't have. They've got the money, so money is not a problem. You've got the time, so time is not a problem. Your problem is money. So if you need to realize that you both have something valuable to bring into it, but I see a lot of times people who are looking for money, especially those looking for money, and they have loads of time, they make themselves inferior to people that that have money. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I think it comes down to everyone is different um mm. what you're looking for ideally is someone who does a, you both do a SWOT analysis and someone for SWOT analysis for people who don't know strengths weaknesses opportunities threats it's how you analyze yourself um mm. so you're looking for someone with polar opposite strengths and weaknesses to you so yeah. that's when you're gonna mix really well that's when you wanna that's when you can bond um and i mean it's it's something that when you get right, that's when that's when the teamwork and the joint ventures really go well. If you have a lot of time but someone has money, as you were saying, that's when they really start to work. But it doesn't Absolutely. just have, it doesn't just have to be time and money. It could be as simple as look, you're starting to get into sourcing. Um, you've done a SWOT analysis yourself. You really, really hate talking to people. You really hate talking to people. But you're amazing at finding deals. Um, analyzing deals setting up mailchimp and stuff like that you're amazing at all the admin work that comes with it you just need to find someone who's really good at really good at negotiation really good at um building relationship with investors if you put them two together that is a team worth reckoning with absolutely absolutely and and that's a perfect example where you have someone who enjoys talking to people and out there and represents and is the face of the company and then you've got someone else who's more of a techie who runs spreadsheets, who, who enjoys doing make, messing around with websites and, and, and systems, that's a very good combination right there. And I'm, I'm more of the out there talking to people, yeah. not so good with systems, yeah. couldn't stand them. I do admin because I have to, not because I enjoy it. Yeah. So um, it would be good to actually join up with someone who's not a big fan of talking to people and is more of a PC guy who's a PC um freak really yeah. i mean one of, one, of the, one of the disadvantages of me and you is we're both too chatty <laughs> so i mean between we're, we're, we're a perfect combination for a podcast because we could do with talking to be fair it would, it would be interesting if i was doing the talking and you weren't that's that's but i mean the, we, obviously we were we've got other strengths and other weaknesses and it's something that you've got to find something you both enjoy as well I mean, that's yeah. really important. You don't want to go, you don't, you don't want to go down the route of right. Um, terrible at negotiating with people, but I also don't like the admin work. So it's not for me. 
Like you don't you you, you don't want to go down that route. You m- want to make sure that you both enjoy what you're doing. Um, uh-huh. You don't want to uh-huh. just because you have a lot of it. So maybe just because you have a lot of um, I don't know. Just I, I honestly don't know. No, my mind's my my mind's gone blank. <laughs> just because you have a lot of experience doing admin work and being sort of a secretary person, but if mm-hmm. you don't enjoy it. You're not going to be motivated to do it, so you, you don't. You don't want to be doing that. Yeah, you yeah. need to link it with um. With, with we spoke about this last week. We need to link it with um with your passion. Yeah, yeah. Are yeah. you passionate in doing it? So focus on what you're passionate about, and find someone who's passionate about what you're not passionate about. Especially if it's something that is required as part of the business to make it run. So um, that's that's essentially the point that we're trying to make here. So how and, do you find uh, these people, Mazid? So how do I? How would you find these people? How would you advise to find these people? Do you know what? Um, it's not necessarily a case of like putting a feeler out to try to find them like you're recruiting them. Yeah. Um, I think the concept of networking is the best way. Yeah. The best way, network with people and value every relationship that you make, every conversation you have with a person, value every second of it because you have no idea what that person has got to bring. And if you do it right, you get to know people better, you get to assess people better, and you start actually finding like perfect joint ventures. Yeah. like really perfect joint ventures not just a case of you've got the money i've got the time that's one side of things in terms of a joint venture you you need to like gel in a different way as well as people yeah you and you gotta, you gotta be real you have to be real because your exactly. vibe your vibe i can't remember your vibe remember. attracts your tribe yes 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 see that's that's the other thing although i'm from further away from england and harry is closer i my strength is english <laughs> and harry struggles with that i mean i was born in wales and <laughs> it's not it's not it's not it's not my strong point english to be fair <laughs> But we'll, we'll let him off. We'll let him off. Yeah. I don't. We. I said in the intro for this podcast. I said in the first episode, it's just going to be me making mistakes. <laughs> I literally brought it up, and I remember saying that. I remember saying in the first podcast, <laughs> my mind goes blank all the time. I'll think of something to say, and it'll go blank. But yeah, it's definitely Harry. Did, Harry did exactly what we're talking about. Where you find someone who can speak English, so we can actually do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> oh bro but it it is true your vibe is your tribe and i mean there's loads of ways to attract it um content real content so i did this as well i've uh i'm not i'm not speaking just because i read a book on it i'm speaking because i really experienced this i put on a fake persona i put on a persona that i was the most professional person in the world um Mm. and I, and I tried to speak to people as if I would, I'd, I'd even tell agents that I oh, yeah, were looking at doing this and that, and that. it was nothing concrete, but I just, I, 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 um, I'd lie. That's what I was trying to say. I'd lie. <laughs> I just lied. Waffle. I'd waffle. I tell agents, yeah. oh, I've got this going on. I got this going on. I got this going on. It was just rubbish. And it was just because I was too scared for them to go, oh, he's nothing and turn me down. Mm-hmm. But when I started mm-hmm. speaking to people, and really being truthful and just saying, look, this is what I'm going to do. What it, And because I was more confident in myself, because I analyzed what values I actually had, instead of mm-hmm. saying things that 
I mean, it wasn't lies. It was stuff that was down the road that could potentially happen. Yeah. Yes. Deals that were maybe going through things like that that was potentially happening. Mm. When I actually valued myself and thought, right, this, 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 I've got this and this. When I spoke about that instead, so much more passionate I came across. I have people say to me now, I really like I we got good synergy. I really like really like what you're trying to do. You seem chilled, even though mm-hmm. even though you're serious and I know you're hungry, you seem chilled. And that's what I rather. So all my content now, when I started doing my videos. I mean, Muzzy will probably remember they were, they were, you, you literally thought it was a, a robot speaking. Like a robot, yeah. yeah. <laughs> speaking like that. And they still sometimes are, but now I just, I have, I try to have a bit more fun. I, as Muzzy, me and Muzzy, well, me and Muzzy try to have a bit more fun. We try to have la- a laugh. And the people, that's, that's me laughing at Harry most of the time, really. <laughs> <to be fair. laughs> But the thing, the, th- the thing is, the people that I attract now are the same type. They're serious about property. They're hungry. It's not like they're any less less professional, but they're, they're, they're open to have a laugh. They're, they're a lot more chilled. Mm. And it's just what I'd rather, if you're the polar opposite of that and you'd rather everything be serious, everything be professional, everything mm. be done with no giggles and jokes. Because I know a lot of people are. And yeah. yeah. Then if you're posting that sort of stuff, you're going to attract those type of people. And that's exactly. perfect. That's perfect. So be yourself. Um, so only post real content. Be yourself. When you're networking, a way to build relationships. Um, I use it all the time. Pro, I've done a video on this, but I'm going to just quickly summarize it. You want to try and engage five times with that person. Um, and you want to analyze their locations, their occupations, their um, what they do for funds, or recreational, and dreams. And the reason you want to do that is because that's when you start understanding whether this is someone that you can work with. If you go with location and they both say you need someone in the UK, you analyze location. And they say, I'm in the UK, whereabouts in the UK, blah, blah, blah. So say you're looking to coast source with deal source with someone in Wales. First, you've got to yeah. find out if they're based in Wales. So that's step one. Then you've got to find out what they do for a living. Um, this is a really good way to find out if you come across someone who's a secretary, maybe they love admin work. So if you're a negotiator, like in the one we just used, um, that's when you know it's going to pair up. Then you want to know recreational. Do we have any other hobbies in common? And then you want to know what they want to achieve. Because when you know what they want to achieve, if they tell you it passionately and they've got a clear goal, that's someone you want to jump with. You just want to be working with them. Exactly. Because you know and you're doing, this as, you're doing this as part of the conversation. Yeah. yeah. It's those things that you're looking to tick off in the, in, in the back of your head. You know exactly what you're looking for. But you're having it as part of the conversation, even if it means you actually reveal um, yourself in terms of, oh, this is where I'm based. Where are you based? Okay. And then it doesn't sound like an interview then at that point. Yeah. And again, valuing every second you take, you, you have a conversation with someone and get to know them what drives them, where their passions are, where they are sort of like leading themselves to. And it's it's really important to to understand them before you even think of anything to do with them going forward. Um, and I think I think that is that is where the value is in terms of finding the person that you want to work with. And I think that's that's brilliant, Harry. I'm actually quite impressed. I'm quite impressed. With which bit? with exactly what you said everything you said i was like oh that is brilliant it looks like you actually wrote it down but you yeah, did but it <laughs> i've been i've been taking notes all week to be honest Muzzy. i've been i've been writing down exactly what i was going to say for this episode oh yeah of course of course because you're that organized <laughs> i so believe that <laughs> i mean 
I mean, I, th- I think I think this episode's been quite quite a lot of things I've gone through as well, to be fair. So as I want to mm. go in through, and you've gone through a lot of it as well. So as I, I want to really, really reiterate in this episode, look, we are not just saying it because we read it somewhere. Me and Muzzy have been through every single one of these things. And the reason we the reason we can comment on it is because now we've looked back on ourselves and we thought we did that wrong, we did that wrong, and we did that wrong. And mm-hmm. just, just, everyone says it, and it does my head. It used to do my head in when people would say it to me, but don't make the same mistakes as us. Just don't. <laughs> I know it's easier said than done, but start off by being real because you're going to attract people real. Start and off. That, by, that did not make sense to me. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. People say, be genuine. Like, what? I am genuine. It's me. It's <laughs> you, you, you really got to look yourself and analyze who you are. Um, even if you're um, introverted and quiet, that's fine. Show that part of you. Show, yeah. show that part of you. Yeah. Part of you. As long as you're showing it, and that people say, I don't want to show it, or just jump on a call with someone and just jump, mm. jump on a call with someone. You're going to have to speak to people at some point. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think in this whole episode, I know it's coming to an end now. If there's one thing, that you want to pick out of it the topic is valuing yourself and in valuing yourself if there's one thing you're going to pick up i would say in what harry said is be yourself just just be you in every anything that you're sharing information that you're laying out to the people you're speaking to just be yourself and i know with property it's because there's a lot of money to be made in property. There's a lot of money to be put into it. So people are sort of like swayed towards being really professional, like unusually professional. And it's it's unrealistically professional. And if you notice, the most successful property investors are so chilled. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I, it's so chill. I wouldn't have been, I was, I was thinking when you were saying that, so when I was at the stage when I thought, right, you've got to be professional, I wouldn't have been able to keep it up. Along, I just want because I, I I try to be as professional as I can on the phone call with a new client. Or but when I get to know someone, I treat them like a friend. Um, yeah, and I, I I'm a lot more laid back. Like I I wouldn't be able to keep it up. I mean, I remember our internal trainings. Right, ten o'clock in the morning, there was me running around trying to get a suit and tie on every single trainer, just because just because I was trying to just because I was trying to make that impression. I was thinking, you've never worn a suit in your life. I, I, I have to say, I used to laugh at you quite a lot when I saw you in a video in the time. I, like, oh, I, I, I still wear them. I still wear a suit and tie in a lot of things. Like, to, if it's mm-hmm. I wear a suit and tie. But, I mean, I'm sitting in my room. Sitting, sitting, sitting on my bed with a suit and tie on. <laughs> I've never done so much. It's, a, it's a shirt and tie. And because it's a Zoom call, it's a shirt and tie and he's wearing track bottoms at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. And I'm sitting there. Oh. What am I doing? What am I doing? But it was a learning curve. And as you've said, I think that's that's one thing to take out of this. Yeah. Just just be yourself. Just be absolutely be yourself. And analyze yourself. Analyze your strengths and weaknesses like we went through. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, let's wrap it up. I think we've actually gone on quite a, a long time now about this valuing yourself business. And I really hope it's it's put some something that if, if there's one thing that you've picked up that will help you in your journey that is like literally the best thing ever for us and um that's the, the that's the whole point in just sort of sharing our knowledge sharing 
our experience and hopefully it will be helpful to someone out there and um you know our channels harry's going to share all our channels and if there's any questions about any topic that we've discussed so far that you may want to know a little bit more about feel free to reach out people awesome awesome thank you everyone for listening um and we'll see you all next next week i think well hang on we're doing um if anyone wants to check out premium property podcast we'll have an episode with me and muzzy on interviewing us about the rent to rent challenge that i just did so maybe we're checking out as well because i know the boys are quite chilled um and it'll just be i think it'll be i think it'll be a good one i think we're quite a good episode it'll be awesome yeah. it'll be awesome looking forward, looking forward to it <laughs> yeah yeah Nice one. Thank you, everyone. And we'll see you next week.